0: You're listening to Blue Collar CEO, the podcast that's all about helping you build a better, more profitable, and more sustainable home service business. Each week, we'll cover a different topic that will help enable your company to move forward to success. And here's your host, Ryan Redding.
1: What is up, Blue Collar CEOs? It is Ryan, and it is great. To be with you today. We're going to be talking today about the Inflation Reduction Act, and I'm going to introduce you to Cynthia Williams. Cynthia is the CEO and co-founder of Pearl Certification. They're a vertical SaaS firm that's software as a service for those outside of tech world that provides investment grade data on a home's performance features to increase its value in the refinance or real estate transaction. Uh, She's also the co-founder of the Virginia Energy Efficiency Council and a 20-year veteran in energy efficiency and green construction. Uh, She was voted in 2020 Entrepreneur of the Year by Charlottesville Business Innovation Council, and she also has the 2018 winner of the Lyndon Windington Leadership Award from the Building Performance Association. Uh, This lady is incredibly smart about everything you need to know to prepare for the Inflation Reduction Act, Let's hop on it. Cynthia, thank you so much for taking the time to stop and talk with us today from your home in beautiful Durango, Colorado. I'm really excited to get into the conversation, but I guess first, for those who don't know who you are yet, let's just maybe start there. Who are you? What do you do?
0: Well, Ryan, uh, thank you again for having me here on your podcast today. It is a real pleasure. Uh, I have a, an interesting background. I've worked for over 25 years doing various activities tied to the residential built environment. Uh, I've worked as a general contractor. Uh, in that capacity, I've tiled many things I've had a nail bounce off my head while on a roof one time <laughs> like all of the okay, usual that sounds fun, like a story fun stuff
1: was it thrown or shot no it How was a nail gun nail find it, your head?
0: it ricocheted off a knot um from some some decking we were putting on in on the on the roof so yeah uh, that was a good time um but anyway <laughs> moving moving on from there um when the Market crashed in 2008. I did a sideways career maneuver from the consulting, construction, and um, design, build, retail showroom businesses that we had in place because, of course, everything went belly up uh, at that time. And I ended up running residential and commercial energy efficiency and renewable energy programs, uh, at first working in the city of Charlottesville, Virginia, and then working in partnership with the state, the U.S. Department of Energy, and um, some other energy-related organizations, and with a real focus on how we scale these types of improvements, how we accelerate the energy transition. And um, anyway, that was, uh, that was what led me to Pearl, um, which is where I am today. And with Pearl certification, uh, the goal really is to help high-performing Homes sell and appraise for more and in providing this sort of market-based mechanism for homes to be worth more that perform better, the contractors that do the installations in these homes also get a real benefit. Um, They're able to charge what their jobs are worth. They're able to um, be able to expand their business into new lines of revenue. Uh, And of course, with the inflation reduction act, there's a whole bunch of rebates and other opportunities available to them to um make the the scaling of their business in these different ways work better, faster. Um I don't say easier because they're government programmed, so who knows about that?
1: Government doesn't do anything easier. But okay, so you mentioned the Inflation Reduction Act. And I feel like by now and some people have heard a lot, but I think a lot of people have have heard a little about what this means for homeowners, what's available. So tell us, I guess quickly, what is the Inflation Reduction Act in, a, in the most non-political way possible, let's say?
0: Well, it's a, it's a piece of legislation that was passed on August 16th in 2022. And in it, there are a number of provisions that are meant to accelerate the adoption of energy efficient and renewable technologies in residential multifamily types of buildings. There are also other types of incentives for utility scale and commercial type projects um, with renewable energy, for example. Uh, So there's a lot of things in there uh, that are meant to, like I say, accelerate the energy transition. And some of it piggybacks off of the infrastructure bill, which was passed previously. Um, And that, that too has a number of provisions that could bring advantages to states and localities that want to scale their high performing homes. Um, The main component of that, insofar as most contractors are concerned, is is tax credits, or I should say our tax credits and rebates. The tax credits um, went into effect 2023 um, there were some credits from 22 that were expanded, but there are new ones that came into play in 23 that are, are more lucrative, if you will, from a homeowner's perspective. And, and then there are two rebate programs in specific that contractors should be aware of. Uh, one of them is the, I call it the electrification rebate program. It has a complicated name with a, a funny sounding acronym called HERA, but uh, the electrification has specific rebates for specific installations. It's also has income requirements for a homeowner to even be able to access those rebates. That's $4.5 billion of incentive money for those rebates. The second rebate program is called HOMES, which is an acronym. And that program operates differently. You don't have to have an income requirement to access the rebates. You have to meet a modeling threshold, though, Um, a modeling threshold of projected energy savings from that installation. And if you meet that threshold, the the initial cutoff point is 20% for modeled savings. There's a $2,000 rebate. If you're 35% and up, it's $4,000 um, for that percentage of modeled savings. And there's a lot more details that I'm not going into just at this moment, um, including like how the programs roll out and, and what specifically qualifies for them. But high level, it, there's there's clean energy tax credits, there's energy efficiency tax credits, and then there are these two rebate programs um, one of which targets more the low to moderate income, and that's the electrification rebate program. And the other is more of a whole house focus.
1: So, when any anytime I feel like with the federal government uh, gets involved with like program solutions, sometimes understanding and navigating those solutions can feel overwhelming. Anyone who's had to deal with like any sort of bureaucratic sort of system probably knows that stress. And so, even. Even words like "Hey, there's there's rebates," we have income profiles you got to be able to hit and blah blah blah. It can just feel like uh, information overload, and it's really difficult for customers to turn their brain on to understand why it's helpful for them or what's at least the money that's set aside and on the table. Uh, Is the government doing anything proactively, to your knowledge, to help get this information out to consumers in a way that actually helps them make choices, or is this program essentially relying on people in the trades? To understand that these rebates exist and communicate the average consumer on them at their time of need, like how how is this information in general getting out to the general public? Do you know?
0: I I do, and and I would say it's it's ultimately when the program's launch, it's going to be a little bit of both. So, um, if Mm -hmm. I were a contractor today and I did windows and doors, insulation, HVAC, or anything in renewables, I'd want to be aware right now. Of the tax credits that either were expanded or or added for twenty twenty three because whether i'm talking to my customer about them or not my my uh, <laughs> my turbotax and my tax accountant and other other mm. types of messaging is going to be coming at their customer next year. And so their customer then is going to be coming back to the contractor saying, hey, do I need documentation for this? Do I need documentation for that? Did you install this type of equipment? So if I were a contractor, I'd wrap my brain around what these tax credits are now. I would have an FAQ for them up on my website. I would be tracking my installs just so that you know come April of twenty twenty four I'm not getting slammed in my customer service department with a whole bunch of requests from homeowners that are trying to get their taxes done and think that I have something to contribute to that so that's that's a piece of advice number one tax credits they're here now, whether you talk about them or not, your customer's likely to hear about them, so that's one piece of information I would share out
1: that's actually a really, really good point because I don't think uh yeah, I don't think I would think about that right to like oh. Uh- certain times of the year, those CPAs and accountants, bookkeepers, whoever is going to be starting to throw this out. And uh, yeah, I would never would have thought about it from that perspective. Okay. You said that was tip number one. What's tip number two? How many other (laughs) tips do you have up your sleeve? Oh, I I hope a
0: lot. Uh, We, at my company, we're fairly embroiled in um, the Feedback to the U.S. Department of Energy and to state energy offices on how these programs can roll out successively for contractors, because we have a contractor network. Contractors um, pay a SAS fee to be able to third-party certify through us their installations, and we we want to ensure that our customers... Um, can grow from this type of opportunity, can grow their businesses from it and aren't aren't stymied or we don't see like a big distortion in the market as a result of these federal programs. So I hope I have more tips. But the 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 part I would tell you about next, an answer to your question is, how is this information getting out there? Right now, there there are different publications I've noticed that are starting to talk about it, like The Washington Post ran a story. The New York Times ran a story. Um, and of course, when IRA passed, there was a whole lot of uh, press around it and uh, about some of the provisions in it. So the consumers have been calling up their state energy offices and and talking to contractors about it. And I, I know some contractors are are concerned that people are putting off doing work because they're waiting for the rebates to come because the rebate programs haven't launched yet. A couple of things to know about that. The. Um, the U.S. Department of Energy has to issue guidelines to the states for how these programs should be structured. Are there any like requirements associated with them? Whether that's contractor credentials or the types of um, equipment that could be installed, or what modeling software people is allowed to use, people are allowed to use, et cetera. So uh, the the DOE is in the process right now of um, well, they issued a request for information. Companies like mine are responding to that. That's due on the beginning of March. They have promised that sometime between April and May, they should be able to get administrative funds out to the states to start hiring up to manage these programs and then also to issue some guidelines. So it's not um, a given that every state will take their allocation of money, and that allocation is based on population size you have to apply to it. You have to apply to the DOE with a program and then then you get approved and then the money comes to the state and then the state administers these rebate programs. So for the contractor, I think question number one is, does your state plan to participate in one or both of these rebate programs? If they do plan to participate, then they have to get their plan approved by the DOE before August 16th, uh, 2024. They have Two years to get their programs approved, and if they don't submit it by that time, then their state's allocation will go to somebody else. It'll it'll get divvied up amongst the states that did apply. So, uh, step one for a contractor is to understand whether or not your state plans to participate. If they do, and you have opinions about how that program should roll, I suggest you talk to your your state energy office, the U.S. Department of Energy, or or You know, if you belong to a trade group like ACA or EGIA or something like that, they're also involved in these conversations, but you should make your voice. those are
1: great groups. Like, yeah, I agree. I think and you point out ACA, but there's also like some state specifics that are kind of branched off like uh, Meepo in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. They do this Mm -hmm. advocacy work with the state government level, like they're fantastic organizations to be a part of for things like this. 100%.
0: One hundred percent, and and now's the time before the rules are written, before the programs are implemented. Now's the time to make your your voice and your opinion about some of this known. Um, but when when the programs are ready to launch, we do expect that the states uh, and whoever whatever partners they've designated, it could be utilities, it could be that they they subgrant out to you know, larger metro areas, um, the ability to manage things within their own jurisdiction. It's a little unclear how the funds are ultimately going to flow. But um, there we do expect there to be marketing for these programs. We do expect that the states will shoulder some of that. What would be to the contractor's advantage is to be able to leverage that marketing, um, you know, when they do have that kitchen table conversation with the homeowner And to be able to point to the fact that, yes, I've been qualified to participate in this program. I can bring you this additional rebate benefit that will help you afford a a better performing, higher efficiency, whatever system.
1: It it totally does position the contractor as not only credible and trustworthy because they're looking out for the customer's interest, but... A contractor who's on like the cutting edge of the latest government conversations, the way bonds are coming out for rebates, for instance, it makes them look highly credible. Like, because now mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're not, well, I don't really think anything about that. I don't know. Someone else has tell me about it too. I haven't had a chance to look it up. Those things kind of devalue your, your the customers, um, how they perceive competence in you, right? Like you're going to look less smart, less capable, even if it has nothing to do with how well you turn a wrench that day.
0: Absolutely. Um, you, you know, so yeah. just to underscore that, I gave a webinar um, not too long ago for a, a business, and I happened to meet a contractor at a conference who had listened to that webinar. And he said, you know, that it really helped me to get up to speed. And I, I actually had a customer that was asking about it, and there were things that I could share with them that I knew. And part of what I could share with them is what nobody knows just yet. And, and here's sort of a timeline for when we expect to know and et cetera. And he said, you know, it really moved the conversation forward. I felt like it made me appear as more of a trusted advocate for my customer. So yeah, I just mm-hmm. want to back up what you're saying. Um, I've, I've already heard from, you know, one or more companies in the field that the ability to speak knowledgeably about that with whatever limited understanding we have of how these programs are going to operate right now is still better than nothing.
1: I appreciate how you're talking about the federal programming with as much clarity as you possibly can uh and also saying there is a whole lot we don't know yet so we'll just <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I Maybe mean the, one legis- day. the the legislation has a fair amount written into it about what and 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 what ultimately will be required. I think that the question marks are you know, is the state going to provide a portal for income qualifications so that, you know, nobody wants contractors asking their customers for their tax returns? Like, that's crazy. So what is the, the say, the, the technology solution or the software solution for that electrification Yeah, what is the
1: mechanism with how those things happen? Right, yeah. that
0: lifts the burden off of the yeah. contractor. And if some of these rebates are supposed to be point of sale, okay, so how quickly can we get those contractors reimbursed because no one wants to be a bank? Um, people got other things to do with their money, especially small businesses. So those are the things that are are being worked out right now. The DOE wants to come into the States, I think, with some solid solutions and even um, a defined group of vendors that that can meet certain, that can deal with certain issues that the legislation has posed, making it easier for contractors and for homeowners, frankly, to take advantage of it.
1: Is there one central resource that you would recommend for contractors to learn more about uh, either either the Inflation Reduction Act as a whole or their state's level participation is is there one resource that kind of uh holds all that information handy so that it's easy to navigate and get what they need?
0: Yeah, the US Department of Energy has an FAQ out right now and for contractors and for homeowners and if you google um IRA rebate program USDOE. You know, you'll probably pull it up. Um, in fact, I, I may even have it pulled up somewhere on, on my computer. But I can I uh I don't know if you share this out with people later, but I could I could share a link. It's not hard to find. And the the FAQ they're adding to it, they update it. And you could send your customer to that. You could crib a bunch of information from it, post it on your own website, you could create a PDF. Hand it to your homeowner if they, they are, they're asking about it. Uh, but that, that's where I would send somebody. Um, go to the source. The source is going to be the DOE at this point because they're the ones in whose trust the, the next steps for the rollout lies. And, and it's really in getting the, uh, the guidelines together.
1: Yeah, I think that's really well said. Uh, I did find it like when you were explaining what it was. I did find the link. I'll make sure it's in the show notes. So anyone listening right now, go on there. I love how you're attributing to the direct source. So no middleman, no one with like any sort of uh competing interest involved. This is taking you directly to the DOE. Uh, so this is the energy.gov site. We'll put in the show notes. Um, Cynthia, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by and kind of clear up some of the confusion. Cause it's obviously complicated and helping really gracefully point, point contractors to resources that they can use to help their customers save money and also move the needle on having like a, a lower carbon emissions footprint, help, the, all the things that the government's trying to do with this program. Seriously, thanks for stop, taking the time to stop by.
0: Happy to do it, and you know maybe we'll pop my head in again in a few months from now when the the crystal ball is clearer. Thank you.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. We'll do like a part two and see like how right was everyone. It's like one of the Popular Mechanics magazines in the '40s. That's what we'll be doing.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Happy to happy to happy to come back with whatever uh, intelligence I have at that time.
1: That'd be awesome. Good meeting. you.
0: Thank you. This episode was hosted by Ryan Redding, author of the book on digital marketing for plumbing and HVAC contractors and founder of Levergy, the digital marketing solution for serious home service companies. You can subscribe to Blue Collar CEO on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us online at bluecollar.ceo and find us on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another awesome episode. See you soon.